Welcome to Happy News Network. We are here to brighten your week while you take a break from doom scrolling. Join us as we discuss our latest Happy News finds. A bit about us, Kristen is a Colorado stage manager. And Shayna is a creator and stage manager. Shayna, what is your Happy News? Okay, so I somehow through Facebook's algorithm, I was recommended a profile called Strong Like Sarah. And Sarah Frey uh, was in a car accident. Her car was hit head on by a drunk driver. And she, after multiple surgeries, including a double leg amputation, is back home. She has checked off so many of the things on her how to... um, do all of her hobbies again. So she learned how to bake cookies uh, with her new circumstances and her family and friends have been giving her so much support. She now has 59,000 followers and is a beacon of light and hope for how to really be strong in a, in a situation where you may not always feel like that afterwards. And it's really beautiful seeing the posts that she and her friends and family put on this account. Uh, so Sarah Frey is a, a huge inspiration right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not news, but it's an account that I'm, I'm following it. It's sort of the opposite of doom scrolling. It's inspiration following. Wow. Yeah. How about you? Um, mine is just about (laughs) myself. Um, I, I've been talking about the great British baking show for like weeks for however long it's been on. And this week I decided that I was going to start making pastries which I've never done before. And I made, I made completely from scratch pastry dough and I turned it into buffalo chicken hand pies. So like homemade from scratch buffalo chicken pop tarts, essentially like forget about it. It made the, my recipe made eight and we had all eight of them in one sitting. Okay. Dumb question. What's pastry dough versus just dough pastry dough is flakier as opposed to like a crust that's going to be just like one layer pastry dough you have to like fold over they call it like the lamination process with all the like really cold butter it needs to be really cold all the time so when you put it in the oven it kind of shocks it and that's what gives it layers um but yeah I've never made pastry dough before like I've made like pumpkin pie crust before and stuff but I've never made pastry dough so I made pastry dough from scratch and then made these ham pies all from scratch in one day. And I was like, I want to do this all day, every day. So yes, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings, watch out. You've got a hand pie competitor. <laughs> really? It's, Congratulations. Like, and they were like pretty. I was like, these are going to look a mess because like you could tell on the tray, like I started here and here's what the last one looks like. like they get progressively prettier, but after they baked, they all look the same. And he was like, you could sell these. And I'm like, do not tempt me because wow. (laughs) Instead of Mrs. Lovett's meat pies, it's just, um, quarantine, please open up my pie shop. (laughs) Oh, wow. I could run with that. Um, yeah. Amazing. Um, Brandon, hi, we're going to put you on the spot and ask you what your happy news is this week. Hi. Um, so Halloween will have come and gone by the time this airs, but I am very excited for Halloween this year because normally I am working and can't do Halloween and I love, love, love Halloween. Um, and not that I can do anything this year, but I am dressing up and I am going to be Ian Lightfoot from <laughs> Onward, face paint and all. 
Um, and I'm really excited to, because like how many times did you ever go to a door as a kid where the adult passing out candy was dressed up? Like right. never. So yeah. I'm just excited. Beyond a basic witch's hat or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <gasps> love it. So, what kind of yeah. candy do you like to give out? Are you more of like a, like a fruity or chocolate? We are giving out chocolate. It's like Snickers and Three Musketeers and like the normal bag. But I am one who (laughs) likes, uh, yeah, I'm one who likes like Wonka candy. Like I prefer like the sugar crap that brought your teeth faster. Yeah, good on you. (laughs) Well, you can have some for the rest of us who maybe don't. For the chocoholics in the room. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh, that's really, thanks for sharing. And I think everyone needs a little Halloween, Halloween sort of spirit to get the whole holiday season kicked off. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about uh, Gen Z for a second. They get a lot of flack, even though, you know, we as millennials are the ones giving them flack sometimes. Uh, there is a 19 year old student in France. His name is Maxime LaRue. And uh, I think I pronounced that correctly. So I'm so sorry if I didn't. Uh, he's created an online community via his free app, One Save Day. Uh, so it's like One Save Slash Day. And he's encouraging people to commit one environmentally friendly action a day. And the article is a year old, but it was sent to me by my mom. So thanks, mom. And uh, when Maxime spoke a year ago about the impact he thought thousands or hundreds of thousands of people could have if every one person participating picked up a piece of trash it would be more than if you went and picked up a few pieces of trash just by yourself mm-hmm. and uh participating in easy actions every day uh helps it helped him just think about that whole impact and putting less pressure on himself to feel like he was the only one looking out for the environment so he was sort of crowdsourcing through apps which i i find fascinating yeah um yeah, so it could be everything. The app suggests things like everything from taking shorter showers um, to not using plastic bottles because those didn't feel like they were enough on his day-to-day basis. But uh, his vision is uh, on their website. The vision says, we believe that one day we will overcome the challenges of climate change and stop living in constant fear of being impacted by natural catastrophes, but live in a respectful relationship with the planet. So... I love that. Mm-hmm. And we've talked on here a lot about green initiatives and, and uh, with companies or individual discoveries that can lead to bigger initiatives. But this is a great day-to-day thing for people. And uh, there's a huge focus on plastic pollution, the why and the where of consuming plastics. And Maxime has researched it. He's gone to the sources like grocery stores. And his simple task for people is purchase the minimum amount of plastic from the grocery store you can or mm-hmm. or only recyclable things such stuff like that mm-hmm. uh to make it really um easy and tangible so i love this and it's uh the the one save a day.com slash app currently has a uh, ten thousand users and it allows both individuals and companies to get involved so i just oh, cool. i really wanted to share that yeah that's cool yeah, putting it on companies is really, yeah, is really where we need to shift. I think. Yeah, what are things that you do on a day to day basis that make you go, oh, "I am making a difference," even though it's just me? Um, I mean, I've been using bar shampoo and conditioner since fall of twenty eighteen, and like I have 
no less than 78 feet of hair. So, <laughs> I mean, that feels good to not have like shampoo bottles every, cause I was going through bottles every month and now yeah. bars, bars last a long time. They're easier to yeah. travel with. I have to ask bar conditioner. I've never heard of that. What, where do you yeah. find that? Um, I get mine at Lush, but you can buy it on Amazon. You can't, you can't really buy bar shampoo or conditioner at like your targets and your big stores, but I get all mine at Lush and they, I think it's discontinued now, but because I'm a natural blonde, they have, they have the purple stuff, you know, like purple shampoo that brings out your blonde. And if you have gray, Mm -hmm. gray highlights and my partner has gray hair. So we both use the purple shampoo bar and conditioner bar. So it gives it my, that overall beautiful sheen. My blonde sheen. is brighter. His gray <laughs> is shinier. <laughs> and your hair looks delightful and frizz free, unlike mine here in Florida. So. Yeah. Well, that's because I live in a dry climate, but. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. It's all the bar conditioner. <laughs> yeah. But bar conditioner, bar, bar shampoo, bar soap. I don't get okay, anything no. from a bottle in my shower. That's really cool. And I've, I've not gone that full step yet. I've gone full, um, uh, recyclable only is allowed in and cruelty free testing free type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I think the next step is bark conditioner. Ooh. Yeah. I love it. And uh, you know, like we used to travel all the time for work. So even if I'm going for a week for something, you can just slice off a little bit of it. And then it weighs less and you don't have to worry about your things exploding because they were in an airplane or whatever. I feel like I I just learned a whole new life hack just by learning about conditioner that's in a bar form. I love it. Yeah. I started it on my last tour because I was like sick of having to find a store that sold the conditioner I wanted. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to order this stuff. It'll arrive at the theater. I'll just. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. Enough of my rambling about green stuff. What are you, what are you excited to talk about right now? Um, I am excited about a firefighting robot. So yeah, I know. So this firefighting robot is, there's only one that I know of that's in, I'll say like on a roster at the LA fire department. Um, And it's super expensive. This firefighting robot is so expensive, but they've been able to afford it through a lot of grants and the Musk Foundation. This is just kind of a trial of, is this, is this something that we need to invest money in? And I, Kristen says yes, um, (laughs) because the purpose of this robot is to kind of go into places that human firefighters can't safely get to, to move to move, whether it be like furniture in a burning home or factory Mm -hmm. or logs in a forest fire. Um, So this robot, it's called the Thermite RS3. And it was scheduled to debut at a press conference in LA on October 13th. But in the morning of October 13th, there was a fire in a textile factory. And they were like, just kidding. You're going into effect right now. So it went in and moved all of these, like, I'm imagining like bolts of fabric and like just Mm -hmm. moving everything out of the way. So firefighters had a clear path. And I, I mean, I know it's really expensive and I talk a lot about very expensive, very new technologies, but I think eventually, especially because I live in Colorado and wildfires are all over the place. I think it's really worth the investment if, a company, yeah. if, if a fire department or a city is able to work with grants and maybe 
the Musk Foundation or something similar to the Musk Foundation to at least get one of these robotic firefighters in. Yeah, you think about all the ranger stations in these states that have been ravaged by wildfires and if they had one to dispatch at the first call of something, I mean, yes, these are expensive Mm -hmm. technologies, but the price of a human life is invaluable. And also the price of all the houses and furniture and goods damaged and the nature damaged is irreparable. So what's it, you know, the price listed is in the hundreds of thousands, which is Mm -hmm. less than all those houses lost total, like the insurance companies would have an, you know, would probably be in favor of not having to (laughs) deal with claims. So I imagine it would need some modification to work in an urban environment. Sure. Sure. I'm just, yeah, it's just, it's the images that I've seen and the videos I've seen of it. Is it like moving heavy things? So I'm just thinking of all the, like, all the like crazy, the crazy like TV shows and movies you watch where like this beam falls on the hero and trapped under this beam in a burning house. And like, this guy can just come in and be like, excuse me, no, and move it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just roll over you or move you out of the way. Okay, Wally so it's comes like in and part, he's like, beep, boop, beep. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's like part bulldozer, part firefighter. Yeah, yeah. I'm here and it for looks, it. It looks kind of like Wally too, and it's like bright yellow, so you can cute. see it in the dark smoke. Brilliant. I'm here for it. Thanks. So what a cool find. It. Yeah. And good for LA starting to implement the technology as it needed yeah. it. Yeah, California yeah. definitely needs that kind of help. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take a hard turn away from all the technological things that we're talking about with apps and robots. Uh, I I gave up coffee four years ago in July, August. I didn't, I thought it was two to three years. And then I did the math and went, no, no, that was four years ago. And I had my last cup of joe. And uh, I don't, because of that, I don't get to try all the cool holiday beverages, but I... I do still follow cool beverage trends because I, I also was a barista for a few years and I, I just loved making cool drinks and putting fun flavor combos together. And uh, I, I want to combine like my love and missing of coffee with controversial candy, uh, candy corn. Uh, Starbucks is trying to blend the two together. Uh they have a secret menu item. It's called a candy corn cold brew. And uh, I'm going to need someone to try this for me because it's it's not melted candy corn. It's not meant to replicate candy corn in color, taste, or texture. It's just like a big sugar bomb. So it's a mix of many flavors. So you don't order a candy corn cold brew. Like you order a couple separate things. So you would order, if you go into Starbucks, you would order a pumpkin cream cold brew with pumpkin sauce. So you're getting like the fall flavors going on. And then you're going to get white mocha sauce. And it's that sweetness with that white chocolate combined with the fall flavors gives it that elevated candy corn flavor evidently. So it's, it's just like a sugar caffeine rush. That's going to leave you with probably the worst drop-off hangover from, from sugar in the world. (laughs) But then I wanted to say, you know, not everyone wants to even hear about candy corn. So I went and found some other beverages to complement the candy corn cold brew. Uh, If you're not interested in candy corn, one could also order off a secret menu, a werewolf frappuccino. It is a mocha cookie crumble frap 
with a mocha drizzle at the bottom and strawberry puree on top. So the, it, it kind of has that brown with a little red on top. It's, it looks real good. So and salty. my favorite, my favorite, I would consider drinking coffee again, just for this beverage. It's called a frappula. It's a vampire frappuccino. <laughs> It's a vanilla bean frappuccino with strawberry puree on top to look like blood. Like it looks like when it drips, it looks like little fangs and the blood. And so then you have whipped cream on top. And I just, I don't drink coffee anymore, but I read about these cool fall secret menu items. And I love how creative these like super fans get with their beverages. Mm -hmm. And I, I read this and I was like, Oh, I need to share this with people. Yeah, (laughs) It's that kind of year where we all deserve an extra treat just for, you know, navigating all the changes the year has thrown at us. So treat yourself to a candy corn cold brew, a werewolf frappuccino or a frappula and tell your friends at Starbucks that HNN podcast sent you for 0% off your order. Um, (laughs) We do not have any affiliation with Starbucks just with our love of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Next time I go to Target for toilet paper, I'll try to get one. Stop by the Starbucks. Um, My second article this week is not as fun as Starbucks funness, but, um, <laughs> I, I keep finding these like obscure sciencey things that are like not mainstream yet. Maybe they will be. Um, I want to talk about transparent wood. It's like wood you can see, th- right? Like, like wood, like a tree that is processed so you can see through it. So, First of all, how it's made. So how it's made. They use balsa wood and they treat it at room temperature in an oxidizing bath that removes all the color from the wood. So any of the like yellows and wood colors are gone. And then they treat that with a polyvinyl alcohol that makes it transparent. So whoever decided this piece of wood, I wish I could see through it and then came up with that. Like that's wild. Um, so yeah, yeah. My mind is also blown. And when I saw this, my jaw also dropped. So I had to tell people about it. If you Um, can't see this because it's a (laughs) podcast, my jaw is below the microphone. (laughs) It's so wild. I was like, this is hilarious. And then I read it and I read it on like four different science journal websites. And I was like, this is real. Yeah. Um, so wood like should kind of goes without saying, but is more durable than glass, obviously. And instead of shattering like glass would, wood just bends or splinters. So mm-hmm. if you used this transparent wood for like a big picture window and a rock hit it, instead of shattering or cracking, it would just splinter or bend right. or nothing would happen. Um, and they're also, also wood is more cost efficient than glass. If you think about like windows, especially if they're like older and are single pane are expensive, like heat transfers through it easily. So no matter what Mm -hmm. season it is, you're always kind of combating that glass, um, which leads to higher energy bills and glass production leaves a pretty large carbon footprint, about Mm -hmm. 25,000 metric tons a year, whereas wood is five times more thermally efficient than glass and is made from, because they're using balsa trees, balsa trees 
grow very quickly and easily. So it's more sustainable and renewable than glass. Right. And it's compatible with existing industrial processing equipment. So it's not even like this new newfangled thing that exists that now everybody needs to start learning how to work with it because it's wood. So we use wood for everything anyway. Anyway. It sounds like the cost of creating this see-through quote unquote balsa glass, it outweighs the eco footprint of all the alternative options and the and and when you consider the fact that it is wood you're growing it specifically not to deforest balsa population but you're looking to grow it specifically for creating this right wow and i I feel like in in places where you're maybe not guaranteed hurricanes but maybe you're at risk it's a great alternative to having quote the quote unquote hurricane proof glass because Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine you need to be careful with wood in any capacity when there's water damage to consider. But if you're in a place that's maybe loosely hit or you can treat it like in a in a snowy region, right? that could be really neat. I can't wait right. to see where these discoveries go. Yeah. And I can only imagine, like yeah. I didn't, this is not like factual at all to my knowledge, but I can only imagine that if you're in a heavy hit hurricane area or something and you have a let's say transparent wooden window that gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like it's maybe cheaper to replace that because it's cheaper and faster to create the transparent wood. So I just, yeah. And also thinking about like, we talk about tiny homes a lot and like traveling from place to place with a tiny home that could like, yeah if you're following a gravel truck and something happens, like you're groovy because it's actually wood, like. Obsessed. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I feels like something out of a James Bond movie or something really futuristic. Like we've see through wood and you're like, no, you don't. Yes, you do. Oh my gosh. And it's here and it's real. Yeah. And it's actually, and I would think, I don't know, because wood is grainy and you can like see all the movement in the wood and stuff. You can't, really see that in these in the pictures that I've seen of this you can see through it it's remarkable it's yeah it's remarkable just just crazy I love that I love that we are we the scientific community is uh, continuing to find ways that are not just making what's current more eco-friendly they're finding new ways of improving the whole system that's really Mm -hmm. cool Yeah. And I love that it's like wood that, like I said before, like it's wood that we all know how to use and in mass, you know, as I also can't wait to see how this impacts scenery on shows and on movie and film and TV sets. It's lighter and more durable and it's more eco-friendly. And uh, we don't really save a set like once it's done, like you can try and repurpose it as best you can, but there is a huge amount of waste and a lot of, uh, a lot of, eco-friendly initiatives could be uh involved via partnership like this yeah I didn't even think about like scenery yeah absolutely man traveling with not glass or plexi on tour that sounds great right (laughs) yeah and it's more durable so if it if you're if the truck hits a little speed bump your scenery's not gonna just have issues it's and I I also 
I imagine that it's not as like shiny and reflective. Like a lot of problems in tech, you add lights to things yeah, and you're like, why am I being blinded? Oh, because it's a bright white light hitting this giant piece of plexiglass bouncing back at me. I feel like wood wouldn't do that. Yeah, hopefully. And in theory, you can paint it and draw on it and sketch on it and turn it into scenery and yeah. at schools you can do the chalk art on them and yeah the options oh, cool. are endless yeah so transparent yeah. wood <laughs> very cool thank you so much for sharing and for finding that article and sharing it so wacky i love it if you're craving retail therapy check out positive posts clothing co they have designs to uplift and combat daily negativity They have everything, apparel, face masks, mugs, magnets, and tote bags. I love their kindness is contagious and reading will take you to New World's campaigns. Enter the code HAPPY at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's HAPPY in all caps. (laughs) I, little self-serving, I I co-created a, it's a musical PSA about mask wearing, and I co-created it back in a late August, early September with a friend of mine who did almost all of the work on the song. I went to her with the concept and she took the concept and made a song out of it. She sang it and everything. So my friend Sylvia and I have been, uh, we crowdsourced a music video to go to, to become this visual PSA. And it's, uh, we, we've submitted it to local radio stations and such. And in the St. Pete area, we, as of a week ago, we got, we have this week we've been on heavy rotation for 96.7 FM in St. Pete, Radio St. Pete online. And now we're starting to do interviews with people at that radio station, which is really cool. And I love that uh, our, our song is completely apolitical. It just is about the friendliness and ease of wearing a mask. And it's very catchy pop uh, with some cute music and, and clever lyrics that we created. And we're just so excited that other people want to hear the song and want to help spread the message and not the germs because it's kind of a, as a creator, you, you kind of feel that comfort, like that sigh of relief once another person likes your creation. Uh, so that's been I'm really looking forward to extending this project and seeing what more can come of it because the mask up song is, is a, it's a labor of love, but we want to turn it into an opportunity to fundraise for people in the performing arts community who are going to be without work for at least the next eight months. Um, So Mm -hmm. we're trying to turn a lemony situation into a really delicious lemonade. I love that. Yeah, I saw yeah. the video the other day. It's so cute. Thank and like you. the Thanks song for itself. Sharing it. The song itself yeah. is so catchy and like upbeat yeah. and fun. Yeah, I love it. I'm Thank proud you. of you, Shayna. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. And now I'm like a registered songwriter. It's this year yeah. has been wild for so many reasons. And uh that's one of them. <laughs> Who would have thought? That's awesome. Uh 400% not me. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Um, last week, I talked about the snow that was happening here in Colorado and hopefully getting <laughs> to decorate for Christmas early. And I have okay. excellent news and an update for everyone. Aaron said we could put up the Christmas decorations the week before Thanksgiving. So I'm <laughs> 
freaking out and I was saying it on this podcast so everybody knows that he said this and when I start to get the tree out on whatever day the week before Thanksgiving is he doesn't get to complain about it because he said it and now all Perfect. of you know, and you're all on my side okay <laughs> <laughs> are you do you have a do you get a real tree every year or do you do a, a fake tree no, I actually, so last week I told you that my grandma owned a Christmas shop and I've had my own fake tree since the beginning of time. Like at first it was oh, a little so three cute. foot tree. And then it, when I got bigger, it became a four foot tree. And then I got bigger and now I have a six foot pre-lit tree. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, now do you, I think I know the answer to this. Do you keep your ornaments like specially packed and organized? Oh yes, they're all in their original packaging and they all go yeah. in a certain way because if you don't put them in the exact way, <laughs> it's not going to fit. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've like decorated before and then gone away for a contract with the tree still up and I'll, I'll force Aaron to FaceTime with me so I can make sure that he's putting them away correctly because one time <laughs> I didn't and I was like, why is this in this box? And he's like, well, because it fit. I'm like, Oh, that's not how that works. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to see pictures. Like I'm sure I'll convince you eventually to do a time-lapse or at least like some in-progress photos so I can see the process. A time-lapse would be good. I should do that. Yeah. Well, fun. what else are you doing this year? It's 2020. No one's, <laughs> our calendars are both empty and full all at the same time. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Brandon, do you have anything that you're looking forward to? I didn't even warn you I was going to ask you. You really didn't. Um, uh, you know, I as much as I hate winter, um, I do like the holiday season and I don't get to spend much time at home. So it'll be nice to do my like kid traditions that I haven't done, like setting up my grandparents' uh, platform under their tree and stuff like that. And they do a fake tree and a real tree. And then in my house, we do a real tree. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that because oh. I don't usually get to help be festive. <laughs> yeah, I get to yeah. come home and eat the food and then leave. <laughs> Which is also that sounds ideal. Real. Like it's a good fun yeah. gig. Yeah. yeah. No work, just snacks. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. November, I think, yeah, an early uh, Christmas is due for all households <laughs> that celebrate yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Well, enjoy yeah. getting to start those um, celebrations and decorating with your fam. Listeners, let us know your happy news, names, pictures, family-friendly fun, whatever you're up to. We love it all. Email us at hnnpodcast at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at hnnpodcast for happy news throughout the week. Until next time, I'm Kristen. I'm Shayna. Have a happy week. Have a happy week.